Horse people. Okay, now. Yes, horse people. Bojack Horseman makes a cameo in the movie. <laughs> a couple. His family. I know. Bo- Dude, Bojack hangs dong. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But, but did I mention you could have a horse dick? <laughs> $100 $100,000,000 and the horse dick. You can't say no <laughs> right. to that. All right, but, before, wait, yeah, before we get to that, though. I thought we were having such a fascinating conversation about horse dicks. I know, right? What happened there? Man, like, I loved the first half of this film. Yes. I was digging the commentary of just consumerism, like the artistic struggle, union struggles, like the struggle like we all face of just trying to make ends meet. Yes. And survival just, is a huge theme, which survival, I love yeah. that they really emphasize that. You know, that the, their main character is not lazy. He's not, you know, in um, he he's not this disabled or inhabilitated in any way, shape, or form. Right. He's just you know just caught up in the system and trying to work his way around it. And you know, especially with the use of his of you know this quote unquote white voice, that was a really clever way of incorporating that kind of. And we were also mentioning this earlier that emotional you know. Um, in like sacrifice that you have to do right in order to be successful like how willing you far to go exactly to you like know, just survive something where you have to compromise your own individuality um and in this term um you know in this in the, within the terms of race where you know he was only able to be successful until he started to make his white voice you know happen. right yeah and just him just pining for that like he wanted that upper life yeah and it's just that that's the thing internal struggle of figuring out like how do i fit in this make a living and still like prosper in a way where i feel like i'm still somewhat myself still yeah that's that's a huge struggle that you definitely see the character go through and especially just you know going again to the more corporate uh, commentary that this movie does where sure a corporation will always you know take advantage of you and exploit you sure. but will give you the impression of holding you know like dangling a carrot in front of you well, and that, making you yeah. feel like important or something like or you just... exactly like you can climb the ladder and you can right. make it the basically the american dream which, which at you... this point we know is bullshit well which you know is bullshit <laughs> but it's interesting because in but the it does, film it's still yeah. like it's there for you yeah like that quote-unquote american dream is there but the sacrifices to get there, yeah. just... Like, everybody that yeah. you see that's made it to the higher corporate level, it's because they acknowledge how fucked up the system is. Yeah, and which, they just don't um, care. Which I love. Uh, one of the uh, characters... Oh, man, I, I'll, I'll get the actor's name in a moment, but um, Omari Hardwick, Mr. Blank, which is, is a really what fun is character. What's his fucking name? Like, yeah, perfect, like, Mr. I Blank. I love like, it. Yes, you know, he's they, just this... Yeah, it also has, like, this weird, like, Pulp Fiction quality where, yeah, you know, like, they'll, they'll beep things, so they'll, they'll get somebody at a certain angle, you know, like, these very weird visual moments but yeah the one thing that he does mention is that you know it, we we shouldn't be thinking about what the system should be we just accept it and deal with it and yeah. that's a huge thing you know throughout the movie where um he becomes a whistleblower but yet everybody is it doesn't matter yeah. and just 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 goes with it soiling green is people and people still eat soiling green you know yeah. i mean it's just that struggle of just society more willing to be comfortable mm-hmm. than challenged um, and, just and and I mean it could also also just the laziness of not wanting to challenge it. But you can also again. I mean, this is also something that was brought up by Stephen Yoon's character that some people are just overwhelmed. They see right. this, you know, 
humongous system of corporate greed and corruption and you know just by yourself you have to you know feel like you have you have something bigger for yourself in order to feel like you can compete but no i, I can understand where people you know are becoming more isolated especially with entertainment that seeing this huge obstacle in front of them is just so disarming Right. Well, he, they kind of, that was an interesting way of when he finally got up to the, the, the yeah. power collar room and when Amari is just going over everything and you just see uh, Lakeith just like almost becoming overwhelmed. Yeah. He's just like realizing that there's this huge veil where like as soon as it was lifted and they're like, yeah, we sell like weapons to this and this, and we do this, and we like sell like we're yeah. we're selling the big shit. Like we're getting like political wars and like stuff like that kind of selling shit. So it's him just realizing that he just has to kind of stay blind to that because he's like, man, I'm really fucking good at selling things. Yeah, I just don't want to sell this. No, and the but movie then I need to, you know, it's has no ifs ands about it. It doesn't yeah. beat around the bush. No. There's literally a corporation that, you know, uses slavery. Yeah. Basically, that, you know, where it's become one of those things where instead of, you know, repairing a system that doesn't allow you to live within reasonable means, you know, in a time where your expenses, your your price for living is increasing ever so, instead of fixing that, they create this weird amalgamation uh, where now you are living within this system right. and it is, you know, entangled in every little aspect of your life. You sleep there, you eat there, you know you're going to work 13-hour days, but, yeah. well, we got your housing down. Yeah, right. We got your health care. Don't have to worry about that. But don't worry. We, we got, yeah, <laughs> so it's... It, We're no, taking the care movie of you, is, quote unquote, you know. It, it, it managed, while I will give it credit, is that it manages that sweet spot between blatant and not reaching on the nose. Right. Where it's just direct with you, it's straight, it's not pretending it's going to do anything else other than deliver this crazy message that you're not expecting. Right. And just <laughs> watching him try to stumble yeah. through this, yet accepting it, and just finally, like, basically losing himself. I know. And it like, takes, like, the girlfriend to kind of semi-snap him out of it. I mean, he, like, kind of gets to it by himself, but, like... That was another interesting narrative of just her I, artistic, like... Yeah, I was just about to bring that world. up. I especially wanted you to think, because we're already, like, talking about, like, the more corporate and more capitalistic aspect of it. But I especially wanted to know what you thought about um, um, Detroit's artistic performance, which I thought was... I mean, it was something that... I felt that, sure, you can call it, like, the halfway point when you discovered, like, horses, and that's when the more disturbing elements of the movie come through. Right. But that is just one of those scenes where you're just shocked. You 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 can't you look away at right. how she is exploiting herself for, you know, her her to entertain the crown, but also her artistic integrity. Right. You know, I, I also just, I just wanted to know that. what you thought about that, especially. It was interesting because, I mean, to be honest, for the most part, when I see, like, artistic performances, I'm like, oh, my God, just yeah. please fucking stop. Um, like, I just don't care. Uh, it's very it, hit and miss. Yeah. You know, there's... I've seen very good ones, but you know, I've seen very you know, bad ones. There's there's no in-between. It's either, you know, someone has some great moves yep. and they're, you know, dancing their ass off or having some neat visuals. And you can or see... Or it's that one girl that's having a period in front of a crowd. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> And you could see that passion, you know, between the two. Yeah. So when I when I see like an artist that has like Detroit's mindset, where she has just that perfectly formulated mm -hmm. idea of the world, what she wants to do, 
and this is how she's going to show it, awesome. Um, yeah, it also fits a lot into another thing that I found out was a lot of sacrificing of the body. Yeah. Whether, you know, it was the horses or whether it was her, you know, form of art artistic, um, you know, expression. Right. I was a little worried at first, again, because when she, like, took off her jacket and it was just, like, the hands yeah. and stuff. And, like, she wears, like, the earrings and everything. I'm like, okay, like, you, you we all know that person, you know? And so when and she I mean, started sure, her... It's, it's really politically and socially significant, but let me just tell you, Tisa Thompson, I mean... Bro, no, I, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I was feeling feelings. Yeah, okay. <laughs> come um, I was a little worried at first, but I was really glad that they, again, really had a solid foundation for her character, and she never wavered from that. No. Um, she just always stayed true to herself and always tried to keep that line of that foundation for him to be like, like, this is better for you like you need to stay like it's hard like you know like it's hard to like to say true to yourself make a living and try to get by but it's better than sacrificing everything about you yourself and get like millions of dollars you know it's just like that hard about like where do you go you know so i was i was a little worried again but i i ended up really liking her performance and they really I, I like the character development there and like how he like she just kind of slapped it in his face of like this is how I to fucking like show myself yeah. you know and this is the reality of the situation so I I, I really liked how they put that together mm -hmm. yeah and uh, it was especially weird because I thought they were that that performance scene I thought they were going to play it off for laughs you know yeah. I thought that it was just going to be just same this, like random comedic thing but it's so disheartening and when you see somebody dehumanized to mm -hmm. that level and even more disheartening that it's not just corporations that are dehumanizing you but it's also the art society, and entertainment yeah, everything, and yeah. everything so yeah no that's yeah it's 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 uh, overall it's a very disheartening and disturbing second half of the movie which is why we said that i could totally understand if you know i feel like that you lean more towards that side where you're just like love the first half hated the second yeah i'm a bit more forgiving if only they made and and i mean I could see it going either way, whether they worked in more of a transition, but here they really don't. Right. And for the point that they're trying to make, it can work to some extent, but I felt that if they were going to make that transition now to, you know, now we're using genetic modification with the horses. Right. And you know that the, you know that the, what I would initially started as a really funny show, but became disturbing when the main character went into the, I got my ass kicked show. Yeah. And you, <laughs> the camera makes you feel every punch he's yeah. getting it's it's a it's literally a gut punch that scene yeah side note like, like that tv show just in general was like yeah. really disheart like it like it really shows in your face it was basically movie and, and idiocracy pretty much of just how you realize how stupid entertainment is nowadays. yeah and how everybody just how wants to get famous yep. immediately yeah and how like it really drags you like when you look back and this thing about like what people go through on tv and stuff just to be there and all that it's like wow like holy you basically yeah. which is kind of what we're doing when you think about it but sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it that way Bam. <laughs> um but yeah like i another point too with the whole horse thing and i i coming out of the theater like i already didn't quite like it and then once i read more into it of like why the director did it and he's just like oh because my girlfriend liked horses yeah. and like you know like just i wanted something somewhat shocking and it was shocking and everything yes. but other than like the cliche reason, reasons of like 
a workhorse, you know, and like hung like a horse. And it was like more done for like a side joke. And then kind of like really just that, that I think was the only thing that was really on the nose. Yeah. I think that's why it really stood out. It was just too on the nose of just not it. It just didn't blend as well with the rest of the movie. And especially with how harsh it introduces you to it. Because I knew as soon as he went in that bathroom, I'm like, oh, there's like people there. Yeah. Or it's like saves or something. And I wasn't expecting that. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I thought he was like tripping on the coke. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, wake up, wake up, wake up. Oh, really? Like, now that you're mentioning tripping on the coke, when when he was in the mansion with Army Hammer, which it's a great scene that he has with with Army Hammer. It's, It's really intense. It's just one of those scenes where you can feel it drag on. But you're still interested in that, like, um, you know, in Glorious Bastards kind of way where all of these characters are only going to talk for 20 minutes straight, but you're digging every word that is coming out of their mouths. But regardless, when you were mentioning that, I thought that as soon as he opened the door to what he thought was the bathroom, I was like, okay, now this movie is going to deliver on that, you know, not psychedelic, but even more so surreal elements that I felt were you know, building up to something. Mm-hmm. And when it gets to the horses, it just kind of plateaus and stays there yeah. consistently. And they're gone for a while. And then they come back to it, which was even more weirder for me. Right. So I felt that I would have, it would have been less of a shock to my system had they had a continuous buildup. And I mean, sure, find, you know, that ceiling that they should not cross in order to make the movie's tone work. Right. But had they continued on with saying like, oh, they're not just doing genetic modifications to, you know, these employees or they're planning on, you know, bringing this outside or, or marketing it or selling it right. or doing something that, you know, felt that it was an escalating situation. Like they kind of tried it by, you know, making him feel that he was turning into a horse himself, which eventually he does, but it kind of yeah. like gives you a loop. Yeah. But I I was hoping some sort of escalation would happen. Right. And no matter how off the wall and how left field the second half of the movie was, that's what I found the most disappointing. Yeah, I just wanted more... I wanted, like, when he became the whistleblower, that to be a bit more built up. Rather than, they had that montage sequence and everything, Mm -hmm. and I kind of got lost in there a little bit of just... Because it happens quick. It happens quick, um, and they just kind of rush you through the idea that it doesn't matter. Like, people don't care. But I wanted them to, like, really have that land. Yeah. Like, that seemed to be, like, a that should have been a really important part of this film. Um, especially with everything else that they were saying about, like, the difficulty of life and all that. And, like, just life trying to beat you down. But then, like, we kind of beat ourselves down. You know, it's like, when with the game show, it's like, beat the crap out of me. It's just, like, that would have been, like, a really nice full circle of just almost, like, the hypocrisy yeah. of society. Is, like, we want change. But then we shoot ourselves in the foot every day, basically. You know, it's just like you're yeah, causing your own issues, you know, and that's that's consumerism for you. But I don't know. I again yeah, the plateau you're talking about was pretty serious. It just it gets to that point and you're like you're just ready for it to just go off the rails. Cause it seemed like it was going that yeah. way. It's like you already made fucking weird ass, like gross looking like horse people. Like they they were fucking mutations. I know, like, it's some disturbing shit to look at. Yeah, and I just, and yeah, the ending was like, they shouldn't have gone quite that far. I understand like what they were trying to say, but it was like at that point I was burnt out. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's just too much. Yeah, it's 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 a very, it, part of the difficulty I had reviewing this was that 
for what I believe was like an, an hour and 45 movie, it actually mm-hmm. did feel long at some points. A little bit. Especially towards the second half. Because like you said, the first half is still very um, weird, but it, it moves the more The pacing recently. is a lot faster, yeah. And um, there's a lot more comedy that's a, a bit more down-to-earth and relatable. But um, And I was especially digging one of his co-workers. I will not remember the name of him, but it's the one that he has an actual argument with, like, I hope you have a great day. Oh, no, yeah. I hope you have a great fucking week. <laughs> one of the highlights of the movie for right. me. But um, yeah, it's just, man, dude, I... I do have I I feel like I'm gonna be jumping back and forth with this for sure with this movie, um, but it's just all the more amazing that it's uh, a directorial debut from this guy, right. and I I would definitely have to say I definitely am excited for whatever comes after this. Yeah, because whatever he thinks of yeah. next is gonna be fucking fully loaded and ready mm-hmm. to go. So I'm sure he'll take like whatever yeah. critique there is on this. I mean this this film has gotten like huge wonderful reviews, yeah. um, but I do think like that halfway part of the film is gonna split a lot of reviews um, or just people just accept it. I mean, they're already saying it's like the new Get Out and I agree like the first half I like a lot better than Get Out and then the second half again just threw me through a loop. See, I don't necessarily, I I still like Get Out but more on the level of entertainment because it does have really deep social messages but at the same time, I, I, I was getting what it was going for but I was still enjoying it a lot as a scary movie. Right. But, for this, this is more deeper within the actual themes that it's setting. It's I, I want to call it almost dry. It has this weird tone it that does. I can't describe for a comedy. It's sort of deadpan, but there's too many um, artistic liberties that they use with the cinematography mm-hmm. and how they incorporate his calls to actual people right. stuff right. like that. That are that is really creative. It is, but there's always this underlying um darkness to the movie right that sure it, it exposes itself fully within the second half but that's an ever-present thing that's you know again it makes the movie somewhat disturbing from the start yeah i think that's part of it too it's that the second half is they, they get away yeah. with all of them. again the music really helps because music a, helps it's a horror move, movie soundtrack pretty much <laughs> um yeah like at the second half other than the weird looking horse people all the creative stuff kind of goes away yeah. Like, there's none of those weird flashes into, like, people's houses and just, like, this more self-aware stuff and all that. Turning like, on a guy's bidet. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. Um, those more, like, quirky moments just disappear. Yes. And so you're just kind of... Per- like, I was just sitting there just perplexed as what the fuck is going yeah. on um, rather than just trying to absorb it. I just, like kind of like got blocked off at that point moment i'm just like i have no i just felt like i was on an acid trip for the rest of the film I'm like did that actually happen like is this like like i couldn't yeah. it almost like felt like this reality split uh, which i mean it was for him like his reality was shattered um so i guess it worked in that sense but man it is, it is a lot to unpack and unload in this film it is for a simple story, it is some. Um, there's so much to deconstruct. Right. But um, yeah, I think as as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> no man, but no, I I definitely have to give it props for all the ambition that it has. Yes. It aims it aims for the stars. It is beyond one of the most creative indie movies I've seen, especially for a debut director. Man, so yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, I. I don't feel like, especially before Get Out, we had these really interesting, satirical, um, racially 
commentary on kind of you know sort of comedies right it's it's i feel like we are entering almost like this new genre of comedic satire which is really interesting right yeah these are not movies that i would have expected so especially from the directors where you know i'm the guy from key and peel i was not expecting this so he he is a fucked up mind like you you it's pretty much shown that to be a comedian you have to have some kind of trauma right so yeah no i i am excited for this new wave of movie and once it becomes surreal yeah. movie on social and construct. once it becomes more established to see what it's going to be identified as yeah yeah so yeah, that's it's definitely like this new genre coming yeah. out it's, it's very really interesting. interesting so excited to see what what other directors do as well but especially what this director decides to do next will be really interesting so and i would have given it a get off your ass but it needed more terry cruz <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you understand the struggle, man. They're putting us families against each other. Motherfucker, I'm your uncle. uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Again, so yeah, silver screeners from the both of us. Yeah. So thank you all so much for listening to the spoiler review. Again, you can find us wherever you can find your podcast on your next corporate trip where they're mm-hmm. exploiting you. Uh, whenever you find a big thick horse, just get your podcast, you know, spread the word around. Give the review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play. Go to cuetherevue.com uh, and um, anything else you would like to leave the people sack for this very heavy-handed review. <laughs> Can I pay you, you a million, hundred million dollars to turn you into a horse? Um, I don't know, man. I just... <laughs> what are you doing, Zach? <laughs> <laughs>